Welcome to the BetUS Soccer Channel. And then there was four. This is AFCON 2023 in 2024. Now, we are at the semi-final stages. We have the hosts, Ivory Coast, who we didn't think they're going to get out their group stage with like 20 minutes to go. We didn't think they was going to get out their group stage 20 minutes after the games had finished. But here they are in the semi-final. Nigeria is here. Uh, they're only here because one of our co-hosts uh, needs someone to support. So that's absolutely brilliant. And then we've got South Africa and DR Congo. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. We're going to make some money. But first of all, I'm going to ask you, uh, we are America's favorite sports book. So I'm going to ask you to subscribe and also ring the bell, which means I notify you and you never miss any content again. But the bigger one is there's a link in the description giving you the opportunity to watch Super Bowl 58 predictions with Jared, with Steve, and with my friend, Las Vegas, Chris. Make sure you do press that because if there's anything you want to know about making money this coming Sunday between the Chiefs and the 49ers in Las Vegas, then they are the free boys that you are going going to want to listen to so please press that link in the description and not miss out uh, my two guests today is uh zach lowey who has really really enjoyed and done really well with his selections uh, i don't know how i might have to pick his brain and on the other side we've got tony afoki who is nigerian now he wasn't meant to be here uh kwaku was meant to be here but kwaku's got stuck in a really no, I'm going to make sure I don't alarm people. There was a really, really bad accident in the Ivory Coast, and he was stuck in the traffic of it. He got out of the taxi and started running. He fouled. 35, 40 minutes, it said it would take him to get home. So luckily enough, I've uh, got, got a ready-made replacement. And it, to be fair, it's worked out really well because, Tony, Nigeria, I don't want too much gloating, and you don't want to be falling at this final hurdle. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm going to try my hardest here to keep a small head. But uh, again, thank you for having me. And Nigeria in the semis, I did predict this. I did have Nigeria to win it all the way. But that was me going with my heart, of course. But now I'm going with my head and we look like the favourites. And I don't want to say it too tough because we've seen all the teams dubbed the favourites go out. And I don't want Nigeria to go out in the last hurdle and I want them to go all the way. But Nigeria looking good so far. They've had a really good tournament. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm proud to represent Nigeria. And I hope they go all the way. They've coasted, Tony. They've absolutely coasted. We've not even seen the best of them yet. In fact, I would say that they've been the most underwhelming potential favourites and winners of a tournament where, you know, you're meant to get better as you go along. They've, they've not, don't get me wrong, they've not looked anything other than professional. Yeah, you know what? I feel like they kind of remind me of England's uh, Euro campaign oh, where no. they had that draw in Scotland. I know, I know. And I, I hope it doesn't go the exact same, but they've just been getting through the tournament. I remember the pre-show we said Nigeria, they've got one of the best attacks in Africa, if not the world, and we thought they were going to be scoring an, an array of goals, but they've just been really solid defensively. The one thing I had a problem was with uh, Francis Uzoho in goal, but um, Wabli stepped up, he stepped up, he's kept four clean sheets, and even though Nigeria not scoring as much they've only conceded one goal this whole tournament and you go, if you go into the tournaments with the mentality not to lose you, you go far in the tournament so and that's what they've done so far yeah listen uh, Zach there's no way that I would have thought that Nigeria would only let in one goal but let's talk about maybe let's leave the Ivory Coast because they're the hosts and we can have a big mention about them but we've got two games um, South Africa and DR Congo DR Congo look powerful they look strong and they look fearless 
Yeah, 100%. I think that these are going to be two fantastic fixtures. And I think that all of them, you know, all of them are in, in some degree kind of playing with house money. Let's be honest. We all thought that Senegal and Morocco uh, were going to be in the, at least the semifinals. But to have all four of these teams to get there, it is quite an accomplishment. I think that from South Africa's perspective, they have been perhaps the biggest uh, surprises uh, a lot of people wrote off this Bafana Bafana team, a team that is, quite frankly, in transition, that doesn't really have many players in Europe's top leagues. Uh, but they have looked very comfortable. You know, we've talked a lot. Obviously, we, we've talked about Nigeria's fantastic defensive record, but South Africa have been incredible at the back as well. Uh, they really don't concede that many golden chances. And, of course, Ronwen Williams has arguably been the best goalkeeper at this tournament, right, saving four of those five penalties against Cape Verde. So I think these uh, these are going to be two fantastic semifinals, and it, it's very hard to pick a winner, but we're going to do our best. Yeah, we've got to try. But listen, I would always look at these semifinals and think winners are actually what you get paid for actually picking the right selection. And in some cases, I don't want to be seeing no winner. As uh, Kyle says, I played both Cape Verde and South Africa, both to win on penalties at plus 875. The old-fashioned flash special on knockout tawny rounds. And nothing's going to change again. 0-2 for the draws over the weekend. And then the last two went bang, bang. And before you know it, you're up plus two units. Okay, let's start with this first game then. Let's start picking some numbers. Let's get some faults as well. Nigeria, minus 170. The smile, Tony, is written all over your face. South Africa, a big price. At plus 585. South Africa, uh, Nigeria, minus one, a plus 106. The draw is big at plus 250 for this stage. And Nigeria are also plus 100 to score a minimum of two, Tony? Yeah, you, the thing is with Nigeria, as you said, you've seen them as underwhelming. I've seen them as p playing the tournament well. I think Joe DePizzerio came out in his press conferences and said that if Nigeria win by one goal, I'd, I really wouldn't care. All we need to do is score and we win the game. So he's kind of going with that prime Jose Mourinho type of approach of just get the 1-0 and, and park the bus. And that's kind of what Nigeria have been doing. I think they've only uh, won 2-0, which was against... Uh, I think it was Angola, wasn't it? Who they beat? No, it was yeah. Angola. Was one deal. They beat. Um, it was in the round of 16 where they won two 0 That's the only time. So this is the thing with Nigeria. I'm going with Nigeria by one because that's what they've been doing all tournament. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. I do like South Africa's side. I do like what Hugo Bruce has done with his team, and he's brought a lot of experience. He's brought a lot of the guys that played together in South Africa, South Africa. So it's going to be a tough game. But I feel like Nigeria's star power is what's going to come into this. There's going to be two teams that don't want to lose, and someone like Ossiman who He's only scored one goal this tournament and he had that goal disallowed in the quarterfinals. He'd be looking to get on the score sheet for this game. And Adam Ola-Lukman, who's been on fire as well. A lot of the diaspora boys, uh, for you likes of Calvin Bassey, Alex Iwobi, Adam Ola-Lukman, I've been speaking to them and they've been enjoying playing it because they've, they've been growing up in London together and now they're playing for Nigeria. South London. So they've got that South chemistry. London. South, South London. Oh, Alex, Alex, Alex is from East London. Alex and Ola are from East London, actually. They're from near me. So I'm... I'm I'm thinking no, they, of the East they, London when yeah. it comes to that. Ad, Adamola was obviously but, at Charlton as a young boy. At Charlton, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's from South and um, 
And so it's bright. I'll say Samuel is from uh, Woolwich, where he grew up. Yeah. So a lot of them, a lot of those London boys have been really taken this opportunity to play for the Super Eagles. So I'm going to go with Nigeria by one. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think it's going to be one of Nigeria's toughest games because Hugo Bruce is going to set up his side to try and defend really well against this Nigeria side who, even though they haven't scored a lot of goals, they do create a lot of chances. This is the thing with Nigeria. We've had a lot of goals disallowed and some of them, I don't know why, but Nigeria do create chances. It's just a matter of finishing them. I don't think Nigeria do finish a lot of those chances, but I still feel like they get the win and it'll probably be by one goal, which is what they've been doing this practically throughout this whole tournament. Okay, we've got the Super Eagles versus Bafana Bafana. South Africa, they will not, they will not be expansive uh, Zach, they will sit back. They will. I think nil-nil half times a great shout. I think make sure Nigeria don't go behind. South Africa will make sure that they get 28 men behind the ball. And the longer the game goes on, then it becomes it basically becomes more of a flip of a coin. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a lot of goals in this game. Uh, both of these teams, right? They have the joint most clean sheets at this competition with four. I think that. If Nigeria do win, which I expect them to, as 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 an Oyinbo who is very much uh, a big fan of the Super <laughs> Eagles, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is going to be a really interesting game. You know, uh, Afro beats against Amapiano, Hugo Bruce against Jose Pesero. Um, so I think that you know I'm tempted to say that this could go to extra time because we've seen that happen with a lot of South Africa games, but I feel like Nigeria just about edge it. In, uh, in 90 minutes. I think that if they do win, it's going to be only by one goal. Uh, because as Tony was mentioning, right, Jose Pesero is the kind of guy who, who is the opposite of Unai Emery, shall we say. He's much rather going to take a one nothing win over a 5-4 win. And uh, I think that contrary to what we were saying in the previews to this competition, Nigeria have, have done, have looked a lot stronger at the back than at the front, which is not what you'd expect when you look at their attacking options. But they're a team that, that, is, uh, that is keeping things tight at the back. Uh, a lot of credit goes to Stanley Noabali, and a lot of credit as well goes to Jose Pesero, because really every player in this team looks like they know their roles. You know, players like Calvin Bassi, like Ola Aina, I mean, what a phenomenal tournament he's had. I, I think that he is just one of the many weapons that Nigeria do have. Um, you know, you you look at their the, the numbers that they are producing, the most big chances in the tournament, the, the fewest goals conceded, right? No goals conceded since that opening day draw against Equatorial Guinea, uh, and as well as the most big chances missed. So I think that, you know, Lukman will be massive, but so will everybody. I think that Ola Aina, with his with his long throw-ins, taking me back to uh, Stoke City in the mid-2000s, you know, every everybody really knows their role in this team. And I think that Nigeria, you know, T Tony mentioned it's similar to England. I actually feel like it's, it's a bit similar to Argentina at the World Cup because, right, starting on kind of a downer with that draw against yeah. Equatorial Guinea, starting with a lot of people questioning Jose Pesero, questioning whether this Nigeria team was going to live up to the hype. And frankly, what they've been able to do is make sure that Noah Bali isn't tested that much. When he has been tested, he's come up huge for them. Uh, but I, I think that they are going to be able to edge this one nothing, uh, maybe 2-1. I, I don't see too many goals in this game, but I do think that one player who's going to come up huge is Victor Osimen. He's a player who 
despite not producing uh, his normal goal tallies, he's been very involved in terms of you know chasing down long balls, using his physicality to hold up play, to to press uh, and and lead the press with intensity. And he's a player who is getting a lot of very good chances, just not been able to convert. I do think that he's going to have some more luck uh, in, in this game. I think that he is going to be the difference maker against Bafana Bafana. Yeah, uh, the big one for me is the players, first of all, they, uh, what was aimed at him, I'm just looking here, that was aimed at him is that the Nigerians could not defend. And here we are, four clean sheets later. Now, also, the players of the uh, favourites, and when you get a favourite in a semi-final, minus 170 is not really something it's commonly seen. So they're very, very strong. I mean, you'd probably be thinking that in normal money, they're like minus 210. So uh, Nigeria, very, very strong favourites. And the reason why is I think they've got a lot of players in key positions that have been there, seen it, done it on the biggest stage. So they're not going to be worried. But then the, on the other side, we've got the, the team like David and Goliath who can actually go and take their opportunity when it arises. Let's have a little look at the official picks here. Nigeria by one for both the boys at plus 225. Draw at plus 250 for me. Uh, I'm also going to go with uh, draw half-time, maybe nil-nil uh, full-time as well. I remember, the under-over was set at two, with the under-two being at minus 118. Now, if we think that this game was tight, then what about the next one? Because the next game is the hosts, Ivory Coast. This is going to be like a final upon a final versus a Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, Ivory Coast, a massive price, to be fair, at plus 112, but... Plus 315 for the underdog in both on the pitch and obviously around the stadium. But they have took their chance uh, to actually be here in the final. The draw is at plus 197. Again, the under overs at two. Uh, the under being at minus 135, which is surprising because Congo have not been shy in the opposition's final third. And the Ivory Coast still haven't won a game, Zach. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I think it's also worth noting that I believe what the the past three hosts to reach the semifinals have exited. Uh, but with that being said, you know this is not a normal host in the Ivory Coast, and this is also not a normal DR Congo team. So I think that what we are going to see, contrary to what the odds say, is goals. I think we're going to see goals from both sides. Ultimately, I think this game is going to come down. Uh, two set pieces and crossing situations, because I think that both those sides have looked a bit vulnerable. Uh, DR Congo, you know, they, they have had uh, a good, they have made a good job of, you know, keeping things tight at the back, but there are still some uh, that some errors that, that come into effect when you look at some of these players. Of course, Babutinska with his penalty, Chancel Mbemba with the own goal, but of course responding uh, with the goal of his own and in that comeback win against Guinea. I think that we are going to see two teams play with nothing to lose because they are essentially playing with house money, right? The Ivory Coast, they pretty much thought that they were out after that 4 nothing loss to Equatorial Guinea. They had their own fans booing them in their own stadium. And it's what uh, Franck Kessier said after the match, right? Uh, you know, when you are when your fans are booing you and, you know, all the, after that 4 nothing defeat, like, you can't kill a ghost. 
So the Ivory Coast, they're they're essentially they're they're like a cat. They've got nine lives. You you thought that they were gonna go out against Mali. They score in the 90th minute. They score in the 120th minute. Uh, they are running on fumes here. They're running on adrenaline. I think that is going to produce a lot in the way of goals for for both teams. I think that they are they do have somewhat of a tendency to switch off on either side of the interval. We saw that against Senegal, right, conceding early on uh, to Habib Diallo and uh, gave up a very good chance at the start of it. But overall, they they played like a team with nothing to lose, playing with a team that is looking to turn doubters into believers, and they've done a great job of that so far. I think that the most important player in this game is going to be Seko Fofana, though. He has been so massive for the Elephants in, in getting to the semifinals. You know, his ability to drive forward, make those incisive runs into the box, and uh, evade the pressure. He's been an absolute joy to watch, joy to watch, and he has really epitomized this team because let's not forget Fofana uh, was, you know, a few years removed from playing for the Ivory Coast, right? Prioritizing yeah. that club career over the international career. And he was criticized by a lot of Ivorians, but he has really won their hearts back. So I do think that this is going to be a team, this is going to be a game between two teams with nothing to lose that are going to go for broke. And uh, yeah, I think that this could be a very high-scoring match. Wow. What about the pressure on the host nation and the opposition having nothing to lose here, Tony? And they are powerful. They, they score goals. And this is going to be an absolute classic. I mean, I definitely don't see clean sheets. No, neither do I, Flash. This is this is a really tough one to call because it I've been is. watching DR Congo this whole tournament and even though they got through without winning the game, in the round of 16, I feel like they turned a new leaf. And I remember uh, during the group stages, Kwaku had an interview with uh, Johan Wieser and they said they were going all the way. And I know none of us had... To, DR Congo going all the way, but this Congo team really believe that they can go all the way. And right now they're in the semis. They're at, they're at a place where they've expected that they want to be. And Ivory Coast are at, uh, at a place where they're just happy to be here. And there's so many Ivory Coasts like, I'm sorry, the round of 16 was penalties and pure luck in my opinion. And then the quarterfinals was just everything going their way. Even when it went down to 10 men, I just knew like Ivory Coast were going to find a way. I thought it was going to go to penalties, but they had other plans. So this is the thing. I feel like both teams will score. Ivory Coast have been so wishy-washy this whole tournament, so up and down. I thought in the first game against Guinea-Bissau, I thought they looked terrific. And ever since then, they've just looked terrible in my opinion and even though they got past Senegal and they've got past Mali I still don't think they've <laughs> they're massive that size well. though, aren't they I know yeah, but they're, that, gi they, they're giants that's the, that's the thing they've beaten two giants and now you're thinking okay can they do this again can the 12th man in a sense help the mm -hmm. Ivorians and I know this 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 um game is going to be at the Stade Alassane Ouattara which was um the stadium where they lost to Equatorial Guinea now that stadium was very hostile when they lost there but I know within this semi-final now they're looking to go all the way the, the, the fans are thinking this is just two more games if we can push our side to two more games I just don't see them doing it in 90 minutes. I do see both teams scoring because Congo do like to score and Ivory Coast fans somehow find a way to get them to score. But I just feel like this is going down. And I'm going with both teams to score in a draw here. This game is not going to be done in 90 minutes. I don't think DR Congo have enough to completely 
dominate the game and take it away from the Ivory Coast. I feel like, especially in that stadium, the fans are going to be behind them. Ivory Coast are going to stay in it to, w- to stay in it at least to extra time, and it's just going to be a matter of who wants it more. It all depends on whether the fans want it more or the Congo come with the game plan that they've had from the start. We'll just have to wait and see. But I'm going with both teams to score and draw here. Yeah, listen, I am I am so with you. And the thing I love about the DR Congo is they, they went 1-0 down the other day and one, they ended up winning 3-1. We have not seen any of them turnaround performances from many sides. And then you've got the Ivory Coast that the neutral is obviously going to want to get them into the final for having, like, there's nothing better than having a host nation in a final. But there again, a lot of people are going to want to see the underdogs. And when you've performed as well as DR Congo have, then... They're going to have their supporters as well. It's been an absolutely brilliant tournament because from the amount of sides that have gone home to the amount of the four sides now that are going to be looking to book their place, the gap has just been so fine. I mean, we've had penalties, we've had extra time, we've had red cards, we've had so many equalisers or winning goals in the last five or six minutes of injury time over the 90. It's like going to be bonkers. Harry Dockett, he says yellow and red cards. Well, we did see a little bit of a, an uptake in the quarterfinals for red cards. I mean, we had three in one, uh, three red cards in one. Don says no Arabs in the final four. That's quite refreshing. Um, Zach, you say the you say draw in this game? Um, I'm yeah, I, I think so. I'm a lot. I'm I'm very surprised to see the draw being placed at 197 and Ivory Coast at 112. Especially when you consider that what four of Congo's five matches have resulted in a draw. I think that uh, draw in both teams to score is probably the way to go. Um, I I don't see a winner coming after 90 minutes. But I'll tell you what. I think that this game, it's not just going to come down to set pieces. It's going to come down to which which team's defense can limit the the schoolboy errors because we've seen both teams you know do well when they're playing on the front foot but both of them can kind of switch off and uh you know concede some foolish errors i think that uh congo they have they they have been kind of struggling as far as goals go but they do a very good job of generating set piece scenarios of of generating corner kicks and free kicks uh a lot of you know a lot of talented players who are very good at you know combining in the final third and and uh you know winning a foul in dangerous areas so if we're obviously kusunu is going to be uh suspended Zach, after who wins who wins after that? I'm losing the will to live, man. I'm like hanging on your every word, thinking, come on, we've got the draw, but who wins okay, okay. after penalties, after Ooh. extra time? I'll go with I'll go with the Ivory Coast. I'll go with the There Ivory you Coast. go, there you go. Tony, you've already got Nigeria in the final, so we don't need to ask you about that one. But who do you want to meet in the final? Because it'll be the spectacle. And will you be able to get a ticket for it? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I'll be going to the final regardless if uh, Nigeria do make regardless. it. Regardless, come on, South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, no, no, Nigeria. Look at what I could have won. Being... <laughs> That's just me being the the neutral. Uh, honestly, I I think for the spectacle and Quake, who's been trying to force this narrative down me. It would be, it would be the best AFCON ever if the hosts make it in Nigeria do it because regardless what happens, I feel like logistically they'll just be horrible because if Nigeria yeah. win, then 
like the party will be great, but Ivory Coast might have to lose the final and it'll be horrible to get out of the stadium. And then if Ivory Coast win, it'll be horrible to get out of the stadium even even more. Oh, I mean, you I'll just upset, have to so. join in. No, you just have to join in. It doesn't uh, happen anytime. I'm not sure. I'll be too heartbroken. I think I want Congo to win. I don't want to face Ivory Coast again because what I've seen from Ivory Coast is that they've not been playing good football and somehow they're in a semi-final. And yeah. when you're going up against fans, like during that second game, I don't think Ivory Coast created a much against Nigeria. And I thought, you know what? This isn't a really good Ivory Coast team. But what I've seen, what the way they beat in Senegal, the way they beat Mali as well, I'm just thinking, okay, this is fans. This is powers beyond football. And I'm not ready to go up against powers beyond football again, especially in an AFCON final. So give me DR Congo every day of the week and hopefully Nigeria go, takes it all the way. Yeah, listen, let's just hope that your boys do their job. And uh, I will remind you again of me telling you to get that Nigeria shirt, didn't I? You can keep it. If they win, you can keep it. So listen, let's have a little look at the official <laughs> picks. Yeah, we want Nigeria versus Ivory Coast, really, for the spectacle. Both teams to score at plus 125 for Zach. Draw at plus 197. Why don't you just combine them both? Because I do agree with the draw and both teams to score. I've got it this game being 1-1, maybe even a Desmond. Uh, draw and both teams to score at plus 400 for uh, Tony. Okay, quick Q&A, but before the Q&A, there's a link in the description. Press that. It will take you to the Super Bowl predictions show on Wednesday, 3 o'clock Eastern, with Steve, with Jared, and my friend Las Vegas, Chris. Anything there is to know about making money at this coming Sunday's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers in Las Vegas, then that is a show that you must watch. Please go and enjoy that. And also subscribe to the Soccer Channel, where we are absolutely flying um, and also I was just about to give myself a little pat on the back but I'm not going to do that and also ring the bell and uh, we'll notify you and you'll never miss any content again any, case, any questions uh, but that's what the uh, da, da, da. Ivory Coast versus Nigeria and Nigeria wins says Harry Doherty but don't smile Tony the last time he had a winner I was six okay so don't be taking <laughs> don't, don't be taking any confidence uh, of Harry Doherty having a winner uh, scoreless draw says uh, Don07 oppose Nigeria and the Ivory Coast to qualify market and if one of them fails to make the final it's a nice little profit yeah you've got to go with the numbers okay let's get the best bets up uh, no one's got any questions everyone's happy there's Kwaku making an appearance in name not body but I do appreciate uh the, the team play of him not knowing that he's not going to make it because he's not quick enough. Uh, and then he said, get Tony on board. But Quaker's gone draw plus 250 and draw a plus 197. Exactly the same as myself. Zach is Nigeria to win by one at plus 225, uh, as has uh, Tony B. Uh, Nigeria, Tony by Tony by Tony by uh, one plus 225, and Ivory Coast and DR Congo draw and both teams score at plus 400, and Zach's gone Ivory Coast, DR Congo, both teams to score plus, uh, is plus 125. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Don07 says, Super Eagles, to lift the trophy, and the elephants suck. Well, we shall see. Zach, I hope you've enjoyed AFCON. We'll look forward to seeing you again, because we've got Copper America in about three months. Uh, and uh, Tony, Look forward to seeing you in the European Championships as well. But before that, we'll see you for the final. And let's hope the smile, because the next show will be on Friday. The next show will be the two remaining sides. And then we'll have a third and fourth place uh, look as well. So, Tony, don't get too nervous, my lad, but try and enjoy the occasion.
Uh, the nerves are already kicking in. I can't imagine how the players feel, but the nerves are already kicking in for me. But I'm keeping a positive mindset. We're going all the way. Yeah, you just enjoy the whole experience because it is a once in a lifetime. From everyone at BetUS, we're coming to the end. There's only four left, but when you see us on Friday, well, there'll be only two. You take care. <laughs>